0: Midas like Day yeah. see I come from Mississippi I was young and running wild Ended up in New York City Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews I'm your host Critical And uh Welcome and what's the word everyone and I wanted to say, make me last by giving listener support for the podcast. And share my podcast with everyone. Spread it around. Spread it around like it's mayo on your sandwich. Spread it around like it's an STD. Just just make it spread like seeds. Yes. Spread the message around. Check out the podcast. Critical Blues Reviews. Alright. And, uh today we will be reviewing overlord yes so we will be reviewing overlord and you're probably wondering like why is nas you know the intro well because they played it they played it at the end of the movie and that was a shock to me i was like oh okay nas with olu that's what's up So um, let's go ahead and get into this log line. It's about a wet-behind-the-ears private who joins with a group of ragtag soldiers to take on the task of destroying the enemy's towers. But when attacked, they have to regroup behind enemy lines while discovering their enemy's dark secrets. All right, so the director of this film is Julius Avery. You might have seen his work, or you can go check out his work. Uh, One is Son of a Gun, and the other is Yardbird. Um, You have uh, the characters, Boyce, played by Javon Adipo. You might have seen him on Fences with Denzel and also on Mother with an exclamation point. You have Ford, played by Wyatt Russell. You might have seen him on 22 Jump Street and Everybody Wants Some with two exclamation points. You have Chloe, played by Matilda Oliver. Um, She was on The Misfortunes of Franco's Jane and Walking Home. It's a short that she did you also have waffner uh played by below asbake uh he was in ghost in the shell game of thrones and the great wall you also have choice choice you have chase played by ian de cast de castcker ian de cast de ian de cast there we go got it i and d who uh actually i enjoy his work uh he plays fits in um agents of shield who for those who love agents of shield that was the, the nerdy guy the, the nerdy englishman and uh also he was on uh, a lost river you have dawson played by jacob anderson he was on game of thrones and the mimic and you have tibet played by john margaro He was in *Orange Is the New Black* and Tom Clancy's *Jack Ryan*. Okay, so um, just to kind of you know start it off, I mean the film starts off with the epic opener. I mean they have this brilliant war scene. I mean it's it's you know it's nerve-wracking because it's like you know you're basically you know trapped. And you just have bullets flying everywhere, ripping through this trap container that you're in, which you can see in the trailer. I I posted the trailer on YouTube and you can go not on YouTube, but on Facebook. But you can also go um, to uh, YouTube and look at the trailer for Overlord and you can see for yourself. But, yeah, it starts off with that energy. And um, just to kind of give you the story, it's about a private by the name of Boyce who has a mission of destroying the communications towers with this platoon once he shot out of the air as shown in the trailer um he meets up with his teammates to complete the mission uh he finds himself behind enemy lines where he meets some of his team for chase dawson tibet and sergeant rinson played by bokeem woodbine um they also meet a villager chloe that lives alone with her grandmother and little brother but can she be trusted you know and um you know, so you have that going on, and also the, the simple fact there's some mysteriousness going on with the Third Reich. Yeah, that's right. So it starts off high-paced, like a high-paced war movie that gives you that '80s war movie feel. Um, it's based during World War Two, like around June 5th of 1944, in an old French town that the Third Reich uses for communication. OK, now, the thing that messes up the story a little bit, because I was kind of peeping it and I was just like looking at it I'm like, wait a minute, World War Two, I, I could have sworn like, you know, it was the military was segregated. You know, like all the black troops had to be with black troops, and the white troops had to be with white troops. That's that's you know. So I'm looking at it like this is weird, you know. And they were very nice, you know, because we all, you know, I'm pretty sure that when black troops came across white troops in that time, everything wasn't just nice, you know what I'm saying, or just a little insults here and there. You know, I'm pretty sure they got down and dirty, which they probably didn't want to put in this movie, but. Uh, that's the thing they kind of messed it up because black soldiers, black soldiers were not integrated with white soldiers around this time um they didn't combine until july 26 of 1948 which this movie is supposed to be in june 5th of 1944 um when the president like so in well july 26 1948 when the president harry s truman signed an executive order establishing the president committee on equality of treatment and opportunity in the armed forces or excuse me armed services so you know so basically none of that was happening at that time you know what i mean so i don't know if the fact is you know they didn't want to use an all-black team you know what i'm saying like you know because i mean we have to get a black director to do that i noticed that like most black directors they'll do like all black cast but then you know I guess the company whoever like if the black person doesn't really director or producer doesn't really have enough money you know they're like their producer is told you know you have to put these white people in these films or things of that nature you know what I mean so it's kind of like you know I, I, I don't know it's confusing on how they set it up maybe they were trying to do it with all black casts, and they said, "No, we need to have some white people in there." So what we're going to do is change history. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why that. Why they did that. But um, this movie has supernatural powers and also Nazi occultism. um Also, uh, there's a water scene in this film that I always do. Like it's weird. Like any water scene in the film, I always hold my breath. Like when the character is like underwater, so I hold my breath to see how long. I can last, if I can last as long as the character, if I can survive being underwater, so you had a scene like that, and I didn't make it, because I started breathing, and I could have made it if I held my breath a little bit longer, but I probably would have passed out in the movie theater, and so that's probably why the people in the movie theater were kind of like looking like, what the hell is this dude, what the hell is wrong with this dude, why is he breathing like that, you know what I mean, so, because I always do that, I don't know why, I always want to see if I can, you know, last as long as the character, and, um, And also, too, you know, like it was some information I did pick up on, like with the soldiers when they had their uh, bayonets. And, you know, if people don't know what a bayonet is, that's the long rifle with the blade at the end of the rifle. And so what they would do is they would like tap into the ground to check to see if, you know, mines are alive or active to avoid the mines. And I wasn't sure if that was, you know, falsified or whatever. So I checked with my grandfather. Um, He was in the Vietnam War. And he told me that is true. That is accurate. They do tap the minds, you know, and to save lives, to save their own lives. So shout out to my grandfather, Papa, who's not listening to this podcast, I bet. But um, also, I um, it this had a a Resident Evil movie feel to it. Like this should have been Resident Evil. I felt, you know, the movie. Um, Another thing, too, is by I'm used to playing Resident Evil I always close doors behind me just in case, you know, the zombie is out there or whatever the case. I always close the door. You know what I mean? They don't believe in closing doors in this movie for some weird reason. Like, I don't know. I feel like if you close the door, that just at least a split second, you know, of obstruction that you can give yourself time. You know what I mean? Instead of a person just walking through a open passage you close the door you know maybe they don't know how to open the door i don't know but the point of the matter is you close the door i do it on resident evil they should have done it they should have done it on this movie but they should have did it on this movie i should say so anyway um i felt like uh oh there was a hook scene i'm not going to explain the scene but somebody's boyfriend was very uncomfortable with that scene he started squirming in the chair i saw him that was hilarious a lot of hilarious moments uh you got uh hilarious characters that's on here um one character that really was i guess somewhat hilarious to me was Tibbet. um you know he's a foul mouth dude you know kind of talks crap a lot um he, he was he was pretty funny um also uh you had the uh who's the master Drown scene from The Last Dragon on this movie, and it's funny because it's all it's like when you have the big bad, I don't ever understand it. When you have the big bad, they'll he'll do some you know crazy stuff, meaning like not over the top, but you know, something to let the audience know, like, this is the big bad. And then it's like, oh, okay, it's the big bad. And then all of a sudden he gets around the heroes or the main characters. And then he just loses his ability to do his quick kills or whatever. Then he just starts throwing people around the goddamn room. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so, you know, as one of the, you know, instead of throwing them around the room, he does the, uh, uh, the, um, the last dragon, who's the master Drown scene. You just, you know, for some reason, throws him in the water and lifts him up and said, who's the master? And the dude is like, uh, uh, he throws his head back in the water, dunks it back in the water. So you had that scene on here and you probably be like, why is that scene on there? I don't know. But it reminded me of the last dragon. So anyway, um, also the movie ends with Nas, you know, featuring his pops, Oludara, bridging the gap that's how the movie ends, so that's why I figured I'm gonna start off this podcast with a little clip of that, you know, so don't dock me for that um, Nas and his uh, company, so uh, anyway, uh, I dug the movie poster, because like when you look at the movie poster, uh, like I posted on, um, on Instagram and also Facebook, and if you look at the poster, it looks like blood drops on a white background, but if you look closer to the poster, they're actually parachutes, they're blood parachutes, isn't that amazing is that great artwork yeah so anyway they're blood parachutes on the poster i thought that was pretty cool so um what i would compare this movie to this movie is kind of like a platoon meets reanimator um i've seen enough clips of reanimator to kind of get an idea what reanimator is about and uh so this you know this is what i kind of you know you know kind of gathered from it as you know the platoon meets reanimator so um what i give this film i give this a seven and a half vial of pink ooze or a seven and a half uh vial that's in a syringe of pink ooze yes yes that's that's what i give it a seven and a half um it was cool it had its funny moments um it had his uncomfortable moments a couple of jump scares um here and there um did I feel uncomfortable for the characters I did in certain instances I kind of wondered how they were going to be able to get back you know out of there or get out of their situation I should say you know, I wondered how they're going to get out of their situation and you know so there you know it, it didn't really get cheesy for me until the end you know what I mean and it was like that's like where the big bad to start throwing everybody around and stuff like he does in every like they do in every other movie I don't know why nothing creative it's just let's throw them around yeah you know he does a couple of things that kind of you know like all right this is the big bad but then after a while it's like he goes back to throwing people around but yeah so this is my review on overlord and i give it a seven and a half vial of ooze. so uh yeah that's it and y'all take care, take care, excuse me, take air. Yeah, remember to take air too, but remember to take care. You know, I want you guys to take care and um, pass me around. You know, let this get out. You know, like people might be interested in certain movies. People were in their Ubers, you know what I mean? And doing their thing. Or if you're stuck in traffic, go ahead and pop me in and give it to somebody so they can enjoy themselves. And I can make their trip shorter. All right. All right. So don't forget. Make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. And thank you for the people that are giving listener support and continue. Let's keep it coming and y'all take it easy. All right, one.